Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm just going to be giving you guys an injury report for all the fantasy relevant players. So I'll just be going through which guys are good to go, which ones are out, questionable, doubtful, all of that stuff. While you guys are watching this, if you enjoy the content, you know you find it interesting or helpful, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. You guys could ask me start sits, you know, maybe your roster shaken up by some of these injuries, waiver wire questions, trade advice, any of that stuff, just drop it down below and I'll respond to every single comment. But let's just get right into the injuries. And I think I mentioned this in last week's video, but there were honestly very few injuries heading into week two. So obviously, of course, you know, one week later, there have to be a ton to talk about, but I'm just going to start off with the players that are going to be good to go for Sunday or Monday. And the first one is going to be Odell Beckham. He obviously missed the first two games of the season coming back from that torn ACL he suffered in 2020, but he's going to be good to go against the Bears. And I would feel pretty good plugging him into my lineup. He's going to be the clear top target there. Jarvis Landry is on the IR. And I mean, really, this team has had no help at the wide receiver position. Once we saw Jarvis go out, I mean, the tight ends basically took up every single target during week two. Plus, Odell Beckham is a big play guy. He doesn't need to rely on a lot of targets. And this Bears defense has been very susceptible to giving up big plays. They gave up a bomb to Cooper Cup, a bomb to Van Jefferson, and they also gave up a big play touchdown to Jamar Chase in week two. So I definitely think this could be a big comeback game for Odell Beckham. Then we've got Ben Roethlisberger, who's been dealing with a pec injury this week. You know, he's been limited in some of the practices, but he is going to be good to go on Sunday. In terms of fantasy, I wouldn't feel very comfortable starting him. He has not looked good to start off the season, and he's likely going to be missing one of his top weapons, Deontay Johnson, who I'm going to get to a little bit later. Derek Carr is also going to be good to go Sunday. He suffered an ankle injury in last week's game, but you know, he was able to practice and he will be on the field for Sunday. So you don't have to worry about him. And then the last player who's going to be good to go is Trey Sermon. He has cleared concussion protocol. And honestly, it looks like he is going to be the number one running back this week. I'll be getting into Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael Hasty later on in this video. It's pretty crazy because I was someone who was fading Trey Sermon in drafts. I did not think he was a good pick, and really he wasn't a good pick. And now it seems like everyone who drafted him just lucked out big time because he literally went from being a healthy scratch to now potentially the top running back. And it literally had nothing to do with his own doing. It was just injuries around him. But now he's going to have the opportunity to be the number one guy. So let's just see what he does with it. Now let's just move on to the players who have already been ruled out for Sunday or Monday. And the first one is going to be Andy Dalton. He suffered a knee injury in week two. He was in and out of the game, but he has been ruled out for week three. So that means that this is Justin Fields' time. He is going to be the starter. I think a lot of Bears fans were looking forward to that happening. And I think just overall NFL fans, you know, you want to see Justin Fields play. He's a super fun guy to watch. So we will get to see him make his first start. I really think this is better for Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. You know, you could say Andy Dalton's more of a pocket passer. Justin Fields is going to, you know, take a lot of carries and he will run the ball a lot, but this offense had zero upside with Andy Dalton. So I'd feel more confident with these Bears weapons. And then just kind of a quick side note, I will talk about the questionable players, but Darnell Mooney is considered questionable. So just something to keep an eye on for Justin Fields and Mooney owners. And then we have Anthony Ferkser, who's going to be out with a knee injury. I mean, probably not super fantasy relevant. If you were planning on starting him, then you're probably not in a good spot and you're in an even worse spot now that he's out. He just really hasn't had the usage that we were kind of anticipating coming into the season. 
Then we have Jermichael Hasty, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, and he is going to be out with an ankle injury. You know, he was kind of looked at as the number two behind Elijah Mitchell. Trey Sermon was going to be like the number three. So if Hasty was actually healthy, he probably would have the opportunity to be the number one running back in that room this week, but he's not. He is already out. So be taking him out of your lineups. And then the last player who's out is going to be Tua. He's currently dealing with a rib injury, and that means that Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starter. And that really hurts just all of these Dolphins weapons. Will Fuller, it looks like he's going to play after that personal issue. He definitely takes a hit. Same thing with Waddle and Devontae Parker. This offense as a whole did not look good. Honestly, same thing with Miles Gaskin because Tua really liked to check the ball down to him. I kind of think the Raiders are just going to run through this Dolphins team. So just not a good look for this overall offense. Now let's move on to some of the players who are questionable going into Sunday and Monday. And the first one is going to be Kenny Galladay. He is dealing with a hip injury. He's someone who I think is going to come on strong in the next few weeks, you know, assuming he's on the field and healthy. It's taken a little bit for him and Daniel Jones to kind of develop that chemistry. But for the meantime, it's going to be Sterling Shepard as the number one weapon, especially if Kenny Galladay is not healthy. If Kenny Galladay is out, then honestly, Darius Slayton could be a potential flex play in certain leagues. So just look out for that if you own any of these Giants weapons. Then we have DeAndre Hopkins, who didn't get a ton of attention on his injury until recently. He's dealing with a rib injury, and he's actually going to be a game time decision. So I think this is something everyone's going to need to monitor. The Cardinals play at 12. So that's good for fantasy owners because you kind of know who you can place in your lineup prior to those games starting. But if DeAndre Hopkins is out, that's really going to give a bump to Kirk, to Rondell Moore, and to AJ Green. Obviously, that is a hit to Kyler Murray. So everyone who owns any of those players, just make sure you're looking out You know, prior to the 12 o'clock start to see if DeAndre Hopkins is going to be playing. The next guy is going to be Antonio Brown. And this is not an injury, but he is on the COVID-19 list. I don't know if it's been confirmed that he actually has COVID, but basically he needs to test negative two times, 24 hours apart, and be symptom-free to be able to play. And so right now it's looking very unlikely that that happens. He was kind of labeled as very questionable from the Bucks, So I would not expect him to be playing on Sunday. I think that kind of makes Godwin and Mike Evans safer plays. You know, I talk a lot about how there are going to be some players on this Bucks offense who ball out you know, but it's going to vary by the week. Not every single guy in this offense can put together, you know, top tier numbers at the same time. So I think with AB out of the lineup, that just kind of makes Chris Godwin and Mike Evans safer plays. Also in deeper leagues, it could make Scotty Miller an interesting kind of flex play because he's kind of been the odd man out. You have these three top receivers. Scotty Miller is not getting a ton of routes, but with AB out, he may have his opportunity this week. So just a guy to keep your eye on in very, very deep leagues. Then it's going to be Daryl Henderson. This is the same game that the Rams are taking on the Bucks. He's dealing with a rib injury. If he's good to go, he's probably more of a mid to low end RB2. I love Henderson, you know, in terms of his value for the rest of the season, but this is a tough matchup against the Bucks defense. As a lot of you know, they do not give up points to the running back position, so he may struggle. If he can't go, then it's probably going to be Sony Michelle, and I'd feel even less confident in Sony Michelle. You know, he's probably a high to mid-end RB3, just because we don't really know if his usage is going to be like Henderson's. You know, when Henderson is healthy, he's getting basically every single touch out of that backfield. If he's down, you know, does Sony Michelle take over that exact same workload? I would probably doubt it. It's probably going to be more of a committee. So just something to keep an eye on there. Then we've got Carson Wentz, who also looks like he's going to be a game time decision. 
He did practice today. I'm recording this on Friday, so that's definitely a good sign, but he is dealing with sprains on both of his ankles, so really we just don't know if he's going to be ready to go come Sunday. If he's out, that's definitely going to be a hit to wide receivers like Michael Pittman and Zach Paschal, so if you own any of those guys, just keep an eye out for Carson Wentz. Then we have Dalvin Cook, another one of these kind of big name players whose injury kind of flew under the radar. He is dealing with an ankle injury and apparently he's also going to be a game time decision. So if you have Dalvin Cook and you do not already have his handcuff, Alexander Madison, I especially suggest you pick him up now. You may need to plug him into your lineup. He would be the guy if Dalvin Cook is out. Then we have Lamar Jackson, who is also listed as questionable. He's been dealing with an illness this week, but I do think he should be good to go. Then we have his teammate, Marquise Brown, who's dealing with an ankle injury. And it kind of looks like he's trending in the opposite direction of Lamar Jackson. I would not be surprised if they hold him out of this game. And I think that definitely takes the biggest hit to Lamar Jackson. You know, he's going to be losing his number one weapon. You probably see Mark Andrews take a little bit of a bump because he's probably going to be the number one. Same thing with Sammy Watkins. He will likely be more involved. So those are kind of the implications for Lamar and Marquise Brown with their injuries. And then let's move on to the players who are currently listed as doubtful. And we're going to start it off with T. Higgins. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. And if he's not able to go, that's definitely a hit to Joe Burrow. I think the person who's probably the biggest beneficiary of this is Tyler Boyd. Because Tyler Boyd was kind of struggling to get that volume. He basically did nothing week one, had a solid bounce back week two. But when you have T. Higgins and Jamar Chase as the wide receiver one and two, it's definitely hard, you know, for you to get your own kind of volume when you're competing with those two guys. But if Higgins is out, then it's just Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. And so he definitely becomes someone that I'd feel comfortable with in my lineup. And then Jamar Chase, you know, he probably was like a borderline wide receiver two for me this week. Now he's pretty firmly at least, you know, a low end wide receiver two. Then the next wide receiver who's also doubtful, it's going to be Deontay Johnson. You know, we had heard that he had that knee injury. Then we heard that it wasn't super serious. He kind of dodged a bullet with that one, but he is going to miss week three. So that's also a boost to Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster. I kind of feel like this situation affects Juju in basically the same way that it affects Tyler Boyd. Juju's a wide receiver who relies on volume, but he just really wasn't able to get it when you had Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool operating as the wide receiver one and two. But now Juju Smith is the wide receiver two, so he should be more likely to see that volume this week. Then we have Josh Jacobs, who is also doubtful for week three. He was ruled out you know, pretty early on going into week two. So it looks like he's still dealing with that same ankle injury. You know, if he's not able to go, which I do not think he will, you know, you may think Kenyon Drake becomes the guy that you plug into your lineup, but it really hasn't worked like that. Kenyon Drake basically kept his exact same role that he had in week one into week two when Jacobs was out. He's really just the receiving back there. And they basically gave Jacobs carries to Peyton Barber. I have no interest in starting Peyton Barber. I wouldn't love to have Kenyon Drake in my lineup. I just think they're both going to be very inefficient on the ground. And I just don't love relying on these pass catching backs in my starting lineup unless I know they're locked in for a lot of volume. You know, for example, a guy like James White, but still I would feel a little nervous with even him in my starting lineup. So I would tend to kind of avoid these Raiders running backs. Then the second to last player, it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. I kind of mentioned this earlier, but he is doubtful to play with that shoulder injury, which obviously then pushes Trey Sermon up the depth chart when you have him and Jamichael Hasty potentially out. 
So Sermon looks like he's going to be the number one. And then the last fantasy relevant player who is listed as doubtful is going to be Jamison Crowder. He's dealing with a groin injury. This is kind of a weird situation because he was a potential cut candidate. You know, going into the season, they could have saved some money releasing him. They don't end up doing it. It looks like they want to involve him. Then Jamison Crowder came out prior to week two and said he was ready to go. Then they rule him inactive. He's inactive again. I mean, this is kind of just a weird situation. It seems like he wants to play, but in terms of fantasy, I mean, the major, major beneficiary of this is Braxton Berrios. He's been the guy who has stepped in and taken over that Jamison Crowder role. And he has been, you know, one of the most targeted players on this team, if not the most targeted player. So he's someone who's become a pretty solid volume asset in this offense. Kind of a nice check down guy for Zach Wilson. You can totally tell he used to be in the Patriots organization. He fits that exact Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola type of mold. So he could be a potential flex play in much deeper leagues. But I think that is going to wrap it up for the week three injury report. If you guys enjoyed this video, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you next time.